Hello and welcome to Masters of Comms, the podcast for transformative communication techniques straight from the pros. I'm Lamar Williams, host of Masters of Comms, as well as partnership manager at Sociable. Today, I'm accompanied by our guest, Advita Patel, director and founder of Comms Rebel, where she assists corporations to transform their internal communication strategies from implementing platform solutions to driving change with inclusive cultural policies. Today, Advita will share her vision and recommendations on building impactful diversity, equity, and inclusion internal comms strategies. Hello, Edvita, and welcome. Hi, Lamar. Good to be here. Good to have you. Evita, would you mind taking a minute just to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, of course. Uh, so as you said, I am the director and founder of Comms Rebel, but I'm also the founder of A Leader Like Me, which is an organization aimed to help underrepresented women of color progress in their careers. I co-founded that with my business partner, Priya Bates, who is based in Canada. And I'm also the founder of CarMedge Rebels, which is a coaching retreat aimed at professionals who are stuck at some crossroads. Uh, and we also do a podcast for Karma Rebels and a podcast for a leader like me as well. I've worked in internal communications for 20-ish years. I don't want to give my age away, <laughs> but it's been about 20-ish years. Uh, I've always kind of worked in internal communications. I've dabbled in media relations and external communication, but internal comms as has always had my heart. And in the last four to five years, I have focused specifically on inclusion, equity, diversity, and belonging to help organizations do better, basically, Lamar, just to be a bit better than what we have been. Sounds great. Today, we're going to be diving into that subject that many companies are addressing uh, within their organizations, which is DE&I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what I've typically seen are the end results of more visual programs, such as LGBTQ Pride Month or even a Black History Month. And yet, I'd like to understand whether you find this subject to be a principal topic within organizations or simply a side topic and why. Do you know what, Lamar? I think it depends on the organization and how their behaviors are really. I have, I have seen organizations who are very performative. So they'll do Black History Month and they'll do LGBTQ plus or Pride Month and then you don't hear anything for the rest of the year. So they'll dedicate that one month to that area of work and then you don't hear anything about it. And that's when it becomes a bit performative and it doesn't, you know, and it's a side gig and it's not taken as seriously. Those organisations who embed this and bake it into their organisation rather than just that sprinkling on top. And I can't I can't claim um, the, the owner of that quote. It was, it was by Liz Halliday on Twitter who shared that with me. But it is about baking it in. And I think when you bake it in and every single person in that organisation organization demonstrate good behavior around this topic you know it's not just for those underrepresented people or the minority groups it's for every single person in that organization to learn educate and support and be active bystanders and allies and I think those organizations who only tiptoe into it or sprinkle it a little bit and think that they're doing good work that's when it does become an add-on or a side gig and it's not taken seriously you have to make sure that this is embedded into your strategy, embedded into your objectives, and every single person in the organization understands what their role is in this important topic. Great, really clear. And knowing the vision of a company's DEI program and the possible need to expand its reach, how do you establish long-term communication strategy so that the subject of DEI isn't viewed as a token one-time project? Again, we have to go back to the why. It's really important for organizations to explain the why. 
Why is this important? Why do we need to pay attention? What value is this going to bring? You know, there are thousands of reports out there and research reports that demonstrate the value of organizations who embed equity, diversity, inclusion strategies effectively and the impact it can have on retention, the impact it can have on the bottom line and profit, the impact it can have on attracting great talent. You know, none of that, you know, I think most leaders know that and understand that. But if you don't really explain this as a wider concept to the organization, it doesn't, people don't pay attention to it and it doesn't add any value to them. And it's, Again, you know, we there's fear in getting things wrong as well. So people rather not say anything or do anything because they're scared of failure and they're scared of getting it wrong. So they just don't say anything. Like, you know what? It's best for us not to get involved in this because we don't really know. And to be honest, I say to the people that I work with that silence is a privilege. You know, to stay silent on important topics and topics that, you know, that help and will support your organisation to thrive and the people in the organisation thrive and you not speaking about them, it's going to be different. And I think it's really important to go right back to the basics and explain the why and also understand what learning do you need to do as an individual to be confident in this subject as well not what the organization needs to do but what do you need to do as an individual to learn where are your gaps in this knowledge where are your gaps in terms of understanding the different characteristics that you have in your organization important information getting back to the why that's important Do you find initiatives such as this need to be treated differently than other topics encountered in organizational comms? Does the the comm strategy need to be built in a classic or traditional manner? Or really, are there specific steps to implementing a successful program? This, I mean, that's a really good question because it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a separate thing. It has to be embedded into your communication strategy. But this area of work requires more effort, and it requires more thinking, and it requires more conversation and more listening. And that's really important as a communication professional that we do that. And I often have debates and discussions with communication professionals who say, "But this isn't my area of work. I sh- it's not up to me to solve this." And it's not about you solving this. It's about you starting those conversations. It's about you asking those curious questions. It's about you giving guidance and support to the people who are responsible for managing the equity, diversity, inclusion strategies in the organization. And as communicators, we have a privilege in ourselves in the in the role that we have, because we often have an umbrella view of what is happening in the organization. You know, we touch base with leaders, we touch base with colleagues. We, you know, if you're a communicator who walks the floor and you should be, and if you're a communicator who sits behind the desk 24 seven and that is not you you know that's not a good use of your time to be honest you have to be out there talking to the people understanding what the challenges are that useful data and insight is what's going to help you give great feedback and have a strong and robust conversation with your leaders about what challenges are facing the organization and you have to lead that as a communicator we're not saying you have to solve all the problems the problems have to be solved collaboratively and together with listening and talking and making sure that you are, you know, showing a little bit of vulnerability as well. It's okay to say, do you know what? I don't know the answer to this and I'm not quite sure what we do about this area, but let's work together. Let's try and figure it out. Let's get the people who need to be in this room and let's have a chat about what we need to do. And then that should be brought into the communication strategy. And that has to be inclusive. So you have to look beyond just words on a blog or a video. You know, how how do people observe, um, take information in, sorry, in the organization? And what does that look like for them? So ask the questions. How do people want to receive information? 
creation? What does this look like? You know, from the basics of captioning your videos to allowing people to choose how they get that information as well. And that's critical. So we have quite a broad role in this, but we do play a role and that's important to remember. Great. Thank you. Defining a plan and implementing your strategy are just one piece of the puzzle to internal comps. I would actually say that engagement by employees is another subject altogether. So I have a two-part question for you. How would you recommend engaging employees with an initiative that can be seen as abstract at times? And the second part of that is when you finally connect and engage with those employees, how do you keep your DE&I comms away from being, I would say, just too vanilla? I mean, the engagement is really interesting, actually, because a lot of questions, uh, a lot of, sorry, a lot of my clients do ask those questions. How can I engage people who believe that this isn't their problem to have? Or, you know, those people who say, I don't see color. You know, I treat everybody exactly the same. So I'm not, I don't need training or support. You know, I, I treat everybody who they are, which, you know, it can be a bit offensive to do that because you're discounting that person's lived experience, right? And in terms of engagement, it's again, you know, going back to the basics, I do fear that as in internal communicators. And in fact, you know, I'm being a bit unfair on internal communicators. And in general, I think we can overcomplicate things a lot. And in terms of engagement, the basic, you know, number one step is to listen, is to listen what people are saying, you know, understand what they are saying and, and try and, you know, try and understand why they're saying what they're saying. So you can address it with solutions and, and support that they need. When I speak to some of the, um, when I do focus groups and I do surveys and things like that, feedback often comes back from people who do say things like I don't see colour and I treat everybody the same and I don't need help or support I, I don't need any of this and I always have, I always have to explain and say this isn't about you know singling anybody out it's about working together so you can build a really great organisation and it's about belonging you know that is critical everybody wants to belong in an organisation regardless of your characteristic everybody does right it's human nature to want to be accepted and to belong and to bring your authentic Excel. So what do we need to do to make sure that everybody plays a part in that? And that isn't just for the minority groups or the underrepresented groups, that's for everybody. And when you start talking about belonging and how do you feel in yourself when you belong, is it not is it not only fair that we, we allow other people to feel that? So when you belong, you feel confident, you feel empowered, you feel engaged, you know, you want to make a difference, you want to help. And that is only created by safe psychological spaces. So your leader allows you to be who you need to be and ask you the question. If that is not existing in the organization then we need to address why and what we need to do to, to do that and it can be a bit abstract at times and it, and the reason it can be abstract is because there's too many people trying to fix things to you know separately and not working collaboratively and that is one of the challenges i've seen in organizations that people are not working together they're all doing their own separate things everybody's got their own staff community groups but it's about bringing those groups together and understanding actually what is the challenges we need to address Agreed. And building on that idea of belonging, I would say the subject is more or less sensitive for employees based on the country that they're actively addressing because of a specific culture or even history. For example, if we circle back to that topic of a Pride or Black History Month, which are celebrated in certain countries and not others, how should companies manage the different cultural questions when building or implementing their strategy. 
I mean, this is, again, a, a great question because, once again, there are laws across different countries that, that, that don't allow you know, LGBTQ plus people to live the life that they should be living. And it can be really challenging. And there are certain laws that you have to abide by. And that's fair. And, and again, you need to find the, the people in that country and have a conversation about what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable in, in, when it comes to laws and breaking laws. Because the last thing you want to do is put anyone in, in any danger or break any of those laws. So you have to be quite you know connected with those people in those countries to understand what the law dictates and that is you know number one step but when it comes to awareness months that people choose not to do or don't think is relevant for that country you know like black history month for example then the organization has you know a part to play in educating and supporting and they may not recognize it in that country uh, and they may not you know talk about it or whatever but as an organization who has a global reach and global colleagues across everywhere it's our responsibility to make sure that those individuals and colleagues understand how seriously things are taken when it comes to raising awareness of important topics so it's not just oh we're going to keep it hidden from you know France or Spain or whoever who doesn't celebrate or recognize Black History Month for example it's about what do we need to do to share the work that we're doing in countries that do recognize this I mean it doesn't help to be honest Lamar that Black History Month is recognized on different months so in America and, and North America it's February and in UK it's October and I'm sure there's different months in different places but this is again this is my uh, you know in the UK we kind of say it's my bugbear it's something that annoys me because I think it's great that we do have this awareness awareness months but I also think that it should be 365 days a year right we should be talking and celebrating colleagues from diverse backgrounds every single day and we it shouldn't just be one specific month dedicated to one specific characteristic I agree that we need to raise awareness of some of the challenges facing certain characteristics or raising awareness of some of the great work that takes place as well from certain characteristics. But it, something really bothers me when we just dedicate a month to something. And if an organisation truly cares about belonging and inclusion, they would be doing it throughout the year and without any kind of, you know, making a big song and dance about a specific month and then forgetting about those individuals for the rest of the 11 months. It just, you know, that is very performative and tokenistic. Great points. Well, diversity, equity and inclusion are topics that are continuing to grow. And for those listeners who are managing or even evolving their corporate initiatives, what are the three key recommendations that you would provide them in order to build upon this subject? So the first recommendation is truly understand your organization. So do the research, do the due diligence, look at your demographics, and I call it the inclusive comms audit. Uh, And I I didn't mention it before this, but because we get asked this question quite frequently, Priya and I are actually writing a book to help communicators understand the process they have to take and it is about cultivating inclusive cultures and one of the first steps we're writing that book is about understanding your organization the demographics who are you talking to you know what are what are their challenges and you have it's, it's a bit like doing a standard comms audit if you've never ever done a comms audit in an organization and, and there's quite a few people haven't i would highly recommend that you start with that you have to know your business inside out right then the second step i would say is understanding the accountability so what are the what's the accountability that people 
people are taking. You know, you have to have leaders involved in this. They have to take accountability. They have to understand that this isn't just dedicated to one individual or a couple of individuals. This is throughout the business. And if they want to do this seriously, then what accountability are they taking? So what sponsorship are they giving and what support are they are they going to be sharing with others in the business? And then the third step I would say is lower your defense mechanisms. You know, the the, the organizations that are willing to learn and unlearn things that they may have heard or been experienced to and don't get defensive are the ones that thrive the furthest, are the ones who allow colleagues to share their thoughts and ideas without judgment. So defensiveness is can can really stop progression. You know, the fear around getting things wrong, the fear of getting told off for saying something, that needs to go. You need to drop your defense mechanisms, hear what people are saying, learn, educate yourself. And then, you know, don't fear saying, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to go and find out. And we're going to do it together because it's really important for us to fix this area of work. So defensive mechanisms need to dip, definitely, because that can, like I said, stop the progression. Important information. Thanks. Well, Edvita, we've arrived at finish line of our discussion, but I would like to ask you one final question that I enjoy asking all our guest experts of Masters of Comms. Would you mind sharing with us just a title of a book or a film that had a significant impact on you recently and why? Yes, the book I always recommend to people is The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And if you haven't read that book and you know you need a boost of confidence or you feel that you're not as visible as you need to be, that book will change your life. And I say, and I say this quite intentionally, but that book did change my life four years ago. And I love Shonda Rhimes and I think she's an incredible human. And some of the, the stories and the lessons that she shares in that book revolutionized the way I live my life today. So a, a great respect for that woman. And I hope one day she becomes my best friend. That is my aim. Her and Brené Brown and Michelle Obama are on my list of becoming best friends. If you're listening to this podcast, you can get in touch with me through Twitter. It's always <laughs> open. <laughs> great people and a book that I will have to go out and get. Thank you for joining us and responding to my questions today, Avita. Thank you, Lamar. I really appreciate being here today. Thank you for asking me. This has been Masters of Comms, the podcast for transformative communication techniques straight from the pros. Follow us here to find the next episode of Masters of Comms. See you soon.